This is Sports and Torts with David Spada and Elliot Harris on TalkZone.com. Elliot, let's get right to our next guest, a gentleman who won two NCAA titles at UCLA. All by himself. All by himself. He's the one who started that dynasty. Without him, there would have been no Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton, Jamal Wicks, any of those guys. The man who made John Wooden what he is? Exactly. A five-time NBA All-Star, one of the finest point guards in NBA history, and a basketball Hall of Famer, Gail Goodrich. How are you doing, Gail? I'm doing fine. Thank you very much for the great introduction, but I didn't do it by myself. We were a team. Who was on that team in the first couple when it was you and, uh, what, Walt Hazard? Yeah, Walt Hazard, uh, myself with the guards, Keith Erickson, who played actually for the Bulls uh, one or two years uh, in Chicago, um, was one of our forwards. Um, and then Fred Slaughter um, and a guy by the name of Jack Hirsch, who was a terrific, terrific defensive player and very underrated. Uh, our biggest man was 6'5", Fred Slaughter. And, you know, we, we relied a great deal on our quickness, full-court press, uh, get out and run, uh, get high-percentage shots, force teams to... Uh, Turned the ball over, and you know we had a we had a great 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 team, and of course we went thirty and all that year. Now, all those wooden teams were teams; they they weren't one individual. Even uh, when Lou Alcindor was there, it was it was a team. Well, you're absolutely right. Um, you have to have, you know it's a team sport. Um, it's a five man game, um, and um, you know it always has been and always will be. Uh, it's great to have some individual stars. There's no question about that. And, you know, if you look at the NBA today and you look at the teams that are successful, you know, you, you, you sort of say they have three stars. And, uh, you know, that, that's true. Um, but uh, you, you do need the other players, the complementary players, uh, to complement each other. And, and, you know, they play together as a team, both offensively and defense. And those are the teams that are successful. Uh, you know, you can go back to the, uh, the Boston Celtic uh, uh, era and Bill, uh, Bill Russell and, um, you know, he had a he had a great supporting cast uh, for a number of years, and um, you know that's in, in the Lakers' success. Uh, you know, with Mass, Magic Johnson, there same thing. He had Magic and and uh, Kareem, but uh, they had other players, the you know, Worthy and uh, Scott and Nixon, and uh, you know, just to name a few. Uh, they they all played a role. What do you think about what's going on in the playoffs between the Bulls and the Heat? The Bulls have all this pressure on Derrick Rose, and basically. I don't think a point guard could do it all by himself. I think you need two other stars, like you said, and I think the Bulls need to do something offseason to bring like a Dwight Howard in here if they have any chance of beating the Heat in the next few years. Well, you know, like I said, it, you know, you you, uh, you got to have uh, complementary players, and you need more than one star. And right now, you look at this series, and you know, Miami has three stars. They have three guys in, in that fourth quarter, in the late in that fourth quarter, to go to, and. You know, the, the Bulls really just have uh, have rows. Um, and, you know, I think in, in, if you look at this series, the, the, the ball, uh, Chicago is just, you know, uh, really hit a roadblock there the last uh, three to five minutes in, in, in the ball game. Um, I like Chicago's team. I really do. I think uh, uh, Noah is, is terrific. Uh, I wish he'd learned to shoot the ball a little bit better, and that's one area he can really improve. But I, lo- I love the rest of his game. Um you know, I think Boozer has, has been um, a little bit of a disappointment. He's really a defensive liability out there, uh, but he can score. But uh, he, um, he he's not he's not a star. So I mean, he's a good player, um, but he's not not a star. So you know, Chicago does need some, some more uh, some more players. Uh, but this is in the playoffs, and it comes right down to it. That last 
five, six minutes. You, you got to have stars to go through, go to. And, and uh, you know, when we were successful in Los Angeles, <laughs> we had Wilt and Jerry and Elgin, and you know, those are guys that can can really step up in that uh, in that uh, clutch time, the last uh, you know six, five, six minutes of that fourth quarter, and, and really produce. And, and you know, that's really what you need. And, and right now, I think Chicago's just that outmanned. I mean, I love the team; they're great defensively. Tudor has done a terrific job. But they just a little bit undermanned right now. Is it more physical or psychological? Is there something about that last three to five minutes that gets in a player's head? Well, I, I just think that there are, there are times when when you, just, you know, step up and stars is a step up. So, uh, uh, and that's what's happened. I mean, LeBron has really uh, you know elevated his game as because as, you know one of the three are going to step up either Wade, Bosh, or, or, or LeBron, and, and you know they elevate their games that you know that they're so competitive and and you know they're so talented, and, and that's really is is what happened. I mean, this last game you saw LeBron but step up both offensively and defensively. I mean, he did a great job on on Rose, who is just outstanding. I mean, he's really a, <laughs> the ultimate point guard, you might say, but. Um, but, uh, you know, LeBron, you know, he stepped up, and at 6'8", I mean, he, he can guard. Look at the Mavericks. I mean, they got, like, a senior citizen team of former NBA All-Stars, but they just knocked Oklahoma City right out of the playoffs in five games. Well, you know, experience does help. And I think you look at Dallas, and they, they have a lot of experience. And, and the experience, I think, or lack of experience has really, you know, really hurt the, the Thunder. I mean, Oklahoma City has got, you know, some, some very talented young players. I mean, you know, you're talking about 22, 23-year-olds, and they, they just, you know, don't have the experience in, in the playoffs. And, and the, you know, it's certainly a team of the future. I mean, you know, Westbrook and, and Durant and, and Harden, I mean, those are three guys who can put the ball in the basket. And, you know, they, um, but they, you know, you got to give Dallas credit. They, they are just, you know, they persevere and, and they just have, have uh, really stepped up to get in. And Nowitzki is, 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 is taking his game to another level. There's no question about that. He has been unstoppable. Um, but we'll see in the next series uh, how they uh, uh, how they go. But but they've been terrific. No question about it. I don't think they're as good defensively as uh, either team here, you know, Chicago or or Miami. But uh, uh, you know, they're certainly offensively, they can put the ball in the basket. Yeah, Oklahoma City had some late game meltdowns that that were just. Incredible to watch. It just you say, how can this happen to a professional team? But it does, and it did. Well, it really did, and I think that's a little bit of a lack of experience. I mean, I think that you know, uh, Oklahoma City, they, they uh, you know, offensively, I, I don't like their offense and what they do, but uh, you know, they rely a great deal on their individual talent, and certainly Westbrook can get to the basket as well as anybody uh, at the point guard position, but. You know, uh, you got to have a little bit of balance, and you know, Durant, you know, sometimes settles for the three. Uh, uh, on the other hand, I mean, you know, he, they're great players, but I just think that they, you know, if they can play together for another year or two and, and get a little bit more experience and and a little bit more poise, um, you know, they do turn the ball over a lot. If you turn the ball over, you, that really hurts you. What do you think about the Lakers bringing Mike Brown in as their next coach? Well, you know, Mike Brown has got a great record. Um, he's been a great defensive coach. He, first of all, he learned from Popovich, one of the best in, in San Antonio. I mean, he, Popovich is a terrific coach. So he learned from him. 
then he goes to to the Cleveland and uh, you know has LeBron, and he is a very good defensive coach. Offensively, it's interesting because he has really a different philosophy, I think, than what the Lakers have had in the past. Um, the question will remain is, will he be able to, to coach a team where it allows a little bit more freedom, allows them to get up and down the court, and uh, allows them to, to uh, play a little free-form basketball? You know, it, Los Angeles is an entertainment town. They want to see entertainment. Uh, they want showtime. And so it'll be interesting to see if, if Mike Brown uh, can uh, can direct that type of a team at the same time uh, be uh, real strong defensively. Um, you know, can he do it? I think he can, but we'll have to wait and see. The other thing is, is that he's got to get the existing players, and I'm particularly Kobe, to buy into his program. Um, because the, the, these are players that have been around a while, they're experienced, um, and you know you, you got to have your stars buy into to your program. If they buy into your program, then you, then you've got a good opportunity or a good chance of, of really being a success. If they don't, it, you you're in real trouble, and, and you'll be out of there quickly. Now the Lakers need some roster turnover too, don't they? They're they're getting a little old. Well, I don't know if they're getting that old. I mean, you got Bynum, you got Kobe, who's Kobe's got a lot of miles on him. Yeah, but he's still terrific. You know, if you look at it, he's certainly one of the top three players in, in, in the league. I mean, you know, you got you have LeBron and Kobe and, and, and you know, obviously Derek Rose. But I mean, outside of that, I mean, and, and Durant, okay, and how well, excuse me, and Howard, I guess I've named. So he's certainly, but he's certainly one of the top five players. Um, so you know, you can say he's up there in age. I don't think he's that old. And, and you know, he, he's such a competitor and a great player. I, I wouldn't say that he he is done by any means. Um, is he the same player he was three years ago? Three years ago? Yeah, probably not. But uh, you know, and, and you got Gasol, and I don't know what happened to Gasol in the playoffs. I mean, he he, he just didn't show up. Uh, but he is a terrific player. He was second team All Pro this year, um, and really one of the I think underrated uh, centers. Although they list him as the forward, he does play the center position a lot, and you know he's one of the better ones in. Uh, in, in the league, um, and then you got Bynum, who's a, is a young talent, uh, who's improving. I think if he can just stay healthy. So I don't know that they got that much age. Now you got Fisher, of course, who is 37 years old, and they do need a guard, uh, someone at the guard position, young player to step in there. Elliot. So they will make they will make some some, some I think your roster changes. Um, of course, we'll have to wait and see. How uh, everything goes with the collective bargaining agreement out there uh, this summer, and what happens with that? Elliot's thinking of Bobby Wainzer, I think. Bobby Wainzer. I'm thinking Gail. I'm Gail Goodrich comes back with that left-handed jump shot. Uh, <laughs> what, what well, you, you know, well, you know, I've lost a little bit of weight here recently, and, and I'm thinking, well, maybe I can be a designated shooter from the baseline there for that three-point shot. <laughs> but uh, I'm just kidding. But um, you know. Um, uh, they they will make some Rochester uh, roster changes, I think. Uh, and um, of course, uh, you know, so we'll have to wait and see. But I was really shocked. I, I think a lot of people that uh, their performance in the playoffs against Dallas. I I, I, I was really shocked, and you know, I don't think anybody really uh, projected or, or, or thought of that that would happen. I'll tell you what, though, you were the key to Will Chamberlain winning his first championship because we've interviewed about fifteen basketball Hall of Famers, and all of them said. Till Wilt became a team player with the Lakers, he was never going to win a championship. He had all the talent in the world, but he realized that in order to win the championship, he had to be a team player, and you made that happen. 
Well, you know, listen, uh, you know, I, I think that the 1972 team that won 33 straight, uh, we were a terrific team. Uh, there's no question about it. You know, look back, and I don't think any of us really uh, thought that uh, we were uh, as great as we were. We did have a lot of confidence, and, you know, no one really realized what we were really accomplishing, I think, until it was all over. Um, and Will certainly a, a huge part of that. Um, you know, he probably more than anybody else, I think, sacrificed it. Sacrificed his uh, uh, scoring ability and, and his talents to, to be part of our team, uh, but I do have to correct you because in, in 1966 he played on, on the on the uh, 76er team in Philadelphia that uh, I think won uh, 68 games, and, and I I think that that was one of the great teams of all time um, when he played there, and, and he was a, a, a passer as well as a scorer of that team. Uh, so he did win a championship before 1972, but our 72 team, there's no question, was a great team. Uh, we had a lot of balance. Uh, you know, we, we, we scored a, we averaged 121 points a game that year. Uh, so we could get up and down the court. Of course, Bill Sharman was the coach then, and uh, he, he, he instilled that, uh, that Boston uh, philosophy of, of uh, running and, and, you know, Wilt was just terrific and, and Jerry as well. I mean, you know, Jerry, uh, actually, I think Jerry should have been the MVP that year. Jerry, you know, averaged 25 points a game, as I did, but Jerry also led the league in assists that year. Uh, now, Kareem had a great year, and they gave the award to Kareem, but uh, I, I think I, I think it could very easily go on to Jerry. And, and uh, you know, I look back and I say, well, you know, it's hard to believe that Jerry didn't get that award that year. Who's the best player you ever played with and the best player you ever played against? Oh boy, I, I was very fortunate. I was a lot of great players, and I'm, I can't really go back and say, you know, one player, uh, you know, you know, was better than another. I mean, I played with Jerry, I played with Elgin Baylor, I played with Will, I played with Kareem, um, and so you know, it, it's hard to to really pick one player that that is better, particularly at different positions. Uh, yeah, I will say that playing against uh, Oscar Robinson was really uh, very very difficult for me. I mean, he. he He's a very big guard, really. The, I think the first real big guard of, of, uh, of with tremendous talent, and you know he, he he could do anything he wanted on the court. He certainly one of the all-time great players um, that uh, has ever played this game. Uh, you know, I played against Russell, who you know always said, if I'm going to start a team, uh, there's the one player that I would start with is Bill Russell. I mean, he he really. Uh, uh, could control the game and he dominated the game. You know, and I played against him at the end of his career, but he he was absolutely terrific. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm, listen, I played against Rick Barry. I mean, I played against a lot of the great stars. Two players that, uh, well, really one player that gave me more trouble than anybody else going uh, on the defense end was, was Lenny Wilkins. Lenny Wilkins, and I had some good games against him. I had some very difficult games against him. But he's one player that he always made things Difficult, you know. You could. I was. I was a player that tried to go without the basketball and and, and, and lose players running off screens and, and and trying to get the ball in a position where I then became a a, a triple threat type player. But you know, you never lose Lenny. Uh, Lenny was always around and he always fights through the screens and he was always right there and he was very very quick and uh, so he was the one player that probably gave me as much trouble as anybody else on the defensive end. What do you think about Dennis Rodman going in the Hall of Fame? Do you think he belongs there? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, you look at his full body of work. Um, you know, he, you know, I guess when you, when you think about the Hall of Fame, one of the questions you have to, I think, ask yourself is what kind of an impact did he make 
you know, was he an impact type player? You know, here's a guy that defensively, I think he was what two or three times the defensive player of the year. Um, I'm not quite sure, but I, I think two or three times. Um, and, he, and he won the rebounding the uh, uh, award, top rebounder, in like, you know five or six consecutive years. I mean, he couldn't really shoot the basketball that much, but he, but his contribution on the defensive end and on the board was tremendous. Um, so I think that you know he had a tremendous impact on the game. And he, on. yes, he was fortunate in, in many ways to play for Chicago or Detroit, but you know the guy's a winner. You know, he, how many championships was he on? Um, you know, there are some guys that are just winners, and, and yes, you know, you, you get a little bit of lucky because you play with great, you know, complimentary players. But but he was a guy that led the league, you know, year after year in rebounding, and was also the, one of the top, the top defensive player. So I, I think absolutely, I think it's it's really nice, and you know, I, I congratulate him, and I and I congratulate the committees for. Uh, really recognizing his his uh, contribution um, and, and of course uh, his uh, his talent that, that to be elected into the Hall of Fame. If you drop that 1971-72 Lakers team that uh, won 69 games, 33 in a row, into today's NBA, how do you think they'd do? We're a little bit old. Well, we'll have you in your prime. You, you won't have to be in your 60s. We'll have you in your prime. How's that? You know, you know, there's a lot of, I get asked a lot of times about this kind of questions about how do you, you know, and it's really hard because the game has changed so much. Um, but I think, you know, you're looking back, you know, we had a great center in Will. We had, uh, you know, uh, West and I to, to, to score a lot of points. And McMillan was, was a very underrated, uh, um, I, I guess you would say small forward, uh, but a great defensive player. You know, he averaged 17, 18 points a game that year. And then we had Happy Harrison. At the other forward position, who led the league in, in rebounds for uh, the forward position, um, and uh, we had Bill Bridges coming off the bench, and, and we had uh, you know Flynn Robinson coming off the bench. We, so, we, so we really were solid. I mean, you know, we won the thirty-three in a row that year, and and, and we just you know beat everybody um, along the way. Um, and uh, you know, another thing about that streak is, is pretty interesting is that if, you know we played. Uh, Three games in a row, back to back to back, which they don't play anymore. And uh, we did that seven or eight times, and that's really difficult, especially with the travel, um, which we were, you know, we were traveling um, and then playing three nights in a row. That's difficult to do and to be successful. Um, so this, the game had really changed a lot. A lot I guess what I'm trying to say, but uh, I think we probably would have done pretty well. Um, we we had. Uh, like I said, a, a lot of offensive firepower. We had Will back there defensively to, to, to help uh, um, rebound and, and to uh, certainly um, uh, alter a lot of shots as well as block shots. So I, I think we would have done very well. And I'm always asked about that. You start looking at the great teams of the NBA. And, and, you know, I don't know that we'd be, you know, we would be the greatest, but we would be right up there. I mean, yeah, I think Chicago in the year they won 72, certainly you have to give them a lot of credit for that team. I mean, you know, Michael Jordan and Pippen and, and, and all the players. So, you know, maybe they're the best team of all time. Uh, uh, I have a great admiration for that team, but uh, we'd be right there, I think. Thank you very much, Mr. Goodrich, for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you with your insight into today's NBA and those classic Laker teams. Okay, listen, thank you very much, and uh, I wish you all the best, Elliot. So you take care, and thank you for having me on. Thank you very much.
There was okay. basketball Hall of Famer Gail Goodrich. It was incredible stuff if, he was talking for about. For those who haven't, who didn't see him play, he was outstanding. Quick, left-handed, deadly jumper. You know, you wouldn't mind having a ball player like that on your team today. No, you wouldn't. I mean, he brought some insight into what's going on in these playoffs that I didn't even think about. But again, when we come back from a break, we're going to have on a guy I remember watching play for the Chicago Cubs. He played for the Red Sox. Do you ever give you an autograph? We'll go into that story when we get Bill Buckner on the line. You're listening to Sports and Torts here on TalkZone.com. 